Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. In the past couple of months, I, if you've been listening, you know, have done a couple of bittersweet moments on free art that you can find in churches around the city. If you miss them, you can find them at Bittersweet Moment 139 Paintings, 142 Statues, and 144 Mosaics. We had some people write in because I I asked, you know, what else do you want to hear about? What other type of art would you like to be able to discover in Rome's churches? And someone suggested, and I'm sorry that I can't remember who it was now, uh, someone suggested cloisters or or courtyards uh, inside of Roman churches. It's a wonderful idea because not only is it an architectural form of art in and of itself, but visiting the cloisters of Roman churches is a wonderful way to take a break during your sightseeing. And it's great because you're still seeing something. You're still visiting a place so you can still be checking something off your tourist list. But you're also sort of taking a break because being in a cloister, there's something so relaxing about it. You can rest and sightsee at the same time. It's brilliant. Uh, Cloisters, if you're not familiar with the term, are spaces, isolated spaces, outdoor spaces within churches that were used primarily by the monks or the nuns who lived in, you know, it's usually a part of a monastery church, not just a a simple church, but a church that had a monastery or an abbey within it. And this is where the monks or nuns or friars, if cloistered, would spend a lot of time generally in silence, praying, meditating, or just contemplating. So you can see why it's a place that lends itself very well to rest, to relaxation, to contemplation. And I think it's a beautiful way to break up a site, a day of sightseeing. And especially in the summer, if you're planning to be in Rome in the summer, it's a great way to also cool down because Cloisters tend to have, I mean, they almost always have a covered area to them. Generally in the middle, they are open to the elements and there's sometimes grass in the middle, sometimes pavement, but oftentimes grass with a fountain or a well. And then around the outer part of the cloister, it is covered often with columns and porticos, which makes it both more beautiful, but also shady and much, much cooler than the rest of the city. So really, cloisters have it all, art, relaxation, and coolness, if that's what you're looking for on a hot summer day in Rome. Most of these are going to be free to visit. That was sort of the big attraction, I think, of some of the other art in churches that I talked about. But these are not all going to be free. I will let you know a couple of them you do have to pay, uh, but most of them are free. So I want to start with Sant'Andrea delle Fratte. This church is very close to the Spanish Steps. I talked about it on the statues mini episode because there are some statues by Bernini inside the church. But when you get towards the high altar of the church, if you'll see a doorway to your right. If you go through there, I think you have to pass through maybe one or two rooms or a hallway or something, but you'll eventually get to the cloister. 
and it is free to go in there. Most people who visit the church, first of all, it's not that busy of a church just to begin with, but even the general people who who will visit that church don't know that the cloister is there. So there's very, very few people who go there. And one of the great things about this cloister that not all cloisters have is it has a few benches inside. So if you have a book, if you have a journal, or if you just really need to get off your feet, uh, and but you want to be outside, this is the perfect place. There is a fountain in the middle. I don't believe there's any grass inside, but it is full of plants. There are just these enormous palm trees and all sorts of other creeping vines. And it's so lush inside there. And it's so relaxing. It's very shady. Uh, it is my one of my favorite places to go if I'm in that area. Because as you know, the Spanish Steps is very crowded. It's very touristy. And sometimes you need to get away from that and you just need a break. You might not necessarily want to, you know, stop for a meal or something like that. So stepping into that courtyard is just absolutely perfect. Another church that has a little known, a little known cloister is San Giovanni Battista de Genovese. This is in Trastevere and I am so embarrassed to admit that I've never actually been in this cloister. I know about it. I know that it's hard to visit because the church has very restricted opening hours. And that's my excuse for never having been there. Also, I think sometimes you tend not to visit the places that are nearest to your own home. I lived in Trastevere for so long. And I feel like that's why that's like the same same with Romans who you know live in Rome their whole life and never visit the Colosseum. I think it must be because it was so close to where I lived on Via Anicia near the corner of Via dei Genovesi. But this church is, is a 15th century church. The cloister I've read about, as I said, I haven't been there. It has two levels of porticos, which uh, make it even shadier, even more beautiful. It's full of trees. There's grass in the springtime. You can find bougainvillea, that beautiful bright pink creeping flower grows there. It's a great place if you're in Trastevere. Trastevere tends to be hotter, I feel like, than the rest of the city, maybe because of all the cobblestones and uh, the buildings that are so close together. So if you're in Trastevere and you're looking for a place to cool down, if you can manage to get in to San Giovanni Battista di Genovese, that courtyard will be a great place to relax and cool down. On the other side of the city, we have Santi Quattro Coronati. This is out near the Colosseum. It's just beyond the major sites of Rome, just far enough. And it's not far from Rome. It's just maybe 10 minutes walking from the Colosseum into the east. So sort of out away from, from the direction of the center of the city. And a lot of people, once they visited ancient Rome, the Colosseum, the Forum, the Palatine Hill, first of all, they're exhausted. I don't blame them. And, you know, you kind of think that's it for that area. Maybe if you're especially, you know, you've done a lot of research, you might know to, to go to San Clemente in that area or even to the Domus Aurea, but not a lot of people make the trek just maybe five blocks further to Santi Quattro Coronati, which is really a shame because it is such an amazing, uh, amazing church. But my favorite part of this church, which includes courtyards and there's an ancient ch chapel that was frescoed in the early middle ages but my favorite part of it is the cloister it's one of those places in rome that you feel like you're stepping back in time because it really hasn't changed since it was built in the early middle ages in the 1300s um, it's 
not grassy, so it's paved, but the it is full of ancient inscriptions. It has a lovely columned portico. It's so photogenic. I can't even describe to you. I will post a picture from that particular cloister when I post this on our social media because it is just, it's just like you don't feel like you're in Rome anymore when you go into that cloister. You feel like you are not only back in time, but also in some tiny little Tuscan village that has a medieval church in it. You don't feel like you're in the bustling center of Rome. Uh, another church that has that feeling is Sant'Onofrio, which is up on the Janicolo Hill. Another church that, quote unquote, nobody ever visits. If you are taking a walk up on the Janicolo Hill, if you go up to see the Fontanone, the big fountain, or to, to go to uh, Villa Pamfili or the Janiculum lookout, where you can see a beautiful view of the city, just go a little further past the uh, hospital of Bambin Gesù, and you will find up a little flight of steps, Santo Nofrio. It has a lovely little cloister inside. It's tiny. Um, there's never anyone in there. And it even has some frescoes open to the elements by Cavalier d'Arpino, who has the distinction, besides being a very important artist in his own day, he was one of the people that Caravaggio worked for when he was in Rome. Now, if you're in the Quirinal area, you can find another wonderful little cloister uh, at San Carlino alle Quattro Fontane. This is much later than the ones I've been talking about so far. I'm not, as you noticed, I'm not going in uh, chronological order on this episode as opposed to the other ones I did. Um, this cloister was designed like the church itself by Francesco Borromini, a brilliant Baroque architect. And the cloister really isn't a place that I would suggest to go if you're looking to relax um, because I don't really think there are any benches there. Um, there's no grassy area. So it's really a place that you would visit more for architectural curiosity because it is such a brilliant, simply a brilliant work of art on an architectural level. It's what you would expect from the brilliant mind of Francesco Borromini with all of his bizarre and unexpected details and just brilliant dynamic architecture and also understated at the same time. Now, a very unusual cloister, typical in its design, but unusual because of its purpose today, is the cloister of San Cosimato in Trastevere. This is in the uh, piazza of the same name, in sort of the heart of Trastevere. Now, the church of San Cosimato, which has the distinction of being the only church in the world dedicated to that saint, is from the 10th century, and it has sadly been closed for years and years I'm pretty sure it has not been open since before I moved to Rome 17 years ago. Uh, but the cloister is open and the cloister is now part of the hospital that is next door. So there's a hospital right next door to this church called uh, Regina Margherita. This is the hospital that I used to go to for blood tests when I was pregnant with Aurelio because it was right down the street from where I lived. And to pay for any tests or any thing you need to get done at this hospital, you literally have to go into the medieval cloister and uh, sort of walk through until you get to a, a more modern part where they have the area where you pay. The rest of the hospital is not in the cloister, but just that area where you go to pay is. And um, there are some benches in there. And so if, you're, if you have to wait, it is a lovely place to have to get any, um, any blood work done in Rome. Now, for there are a couple of enormous cloisters in Rome as well. 
the biggest one is at San Giovanni in Laterano, St. John's in Lateran. This is the Cathedral of Rome. This one you do have to pay to go in. It is. It was built in the early 13th century, and it is decorated by the Vasaletto family, this family of artisans who worked in the Cosmatesque style uh, with very small colored stones to create decorative elements like the twisting columns or the pavement. Really lovely. Not going to be empty, of course, because San Giovanni in Laterano is a much more, uh, it's much more of a tourist attraction in the city being as it is the cathedral of the city and having so much uh, important art in the church itself. So you will definitely not be alone in this cloister but it is definitely worth going to. Uh, very large, very beautiful, because of course it's on the scale of the church itself, which is one of the four major churches of the city. Another one that is comparable is the cloister of San Paolo Fuori le Mura, which I actually think is more beautiful. It's a little bit smaller. It's still a very large cloister. You also have to pay to get into it, but it's such a small amount. It's maybe three euros. And if you um, if you go into the, the church of San Pietro Fuori le Mura, Again, it's sort of all the way up towards the apse and then to the right, and you'll find a little tiny ticket office where you can also pay to go down and visit the ruins underneath the church. But you can just pay for one or the other or both as you wish. It also has works of art by Jacopo and Pietro Vasaletto inside. It's got really lovely fountains, again, the twisted columns, manicured hedges, it's got also some works by Arnalfo di Cambio, the late medieval sculptor who I talked about in our mini episode on sculptures in Rome's churches. Um, absolutely lovely. I would say if you only have one clo- cloister to visit on your trip to Rome, I would go to this one. And it's and it's very, very often empty because San Paolo Fuori le Mura is a little bit of a trek to get to. A lot of people don't visit it out of the four major basilicas in Rome. It's the one that is least often visited simply because it's not in the center of the city. Another large and very impressive cloister is the cloister of Santa Maria degli Angeli. This is unusual because it was part of the Baths of Diocletian. If you've ever been to the Roman National Museum, the Museo Nazionale Romano, There are a few different sites of this museum, and two of them are very close to Termini Station. And this one was built around and out of the Baths of Diocletian, the largest bath complex in ancient Rome. So the church and the courtyard both were built out of the ruins of the baths, uh, designed by Michelangelo. This is one of the very last works of his life, and he was given the commission to design the church and the cloister when he was 86 years old in 1562. He did not live to see it completed, but the the cloister was laid out to his specifications. And it's it's a really wonderful place to visit because it's not, you can't call it medieval because of course it was it was built in the 1500s, but it's a Renaissance cloister, but with ancient Roman elements to it as well, because it was built out of this bath complex. And like some of the others, it has a lot of ancient artifacts that have been just placed there or literally walled up and little inscriptions and things you'll find literally walled up to the sides of the church that you can visit when you're inside the cloister. You do have to pay to go into this cloister because it is part of the National Roman Museum, but it's well worth it. And while you're there, make sure you go across the street to Palazzo Massimo, which is another part of that museum and well worth a visit. Uh, Last but not least, we have the so-called 
cloister of Bramante, which is technically the cloister of Santa Maria della Pace, a church that I talked about on our Frescoes in Churches episode. The cloister it has a separate entrance from the church, and it's also the site of exhibits, very commonly contemporary art exhibits. The exhibits are generally in the rooms of the monastery, not inside the cloister itself, although sometimes they will place very large works of art in the cloister. But I want to mention this. You do not have to purchase a ticket to the exhibition to go into the cloister. A lot of times when people walk up into the cloister, they'll see the ticket office and they'll just assume, oh, I I can't go in unless I buy a ticket to this exhibit. And maybe you're not interested in the exhibit. Maybe you don't have time to go to the exhibit. But you can go into the cloister itself for free. And just, you know, if someone tries to stop you, say, look, I just want to go in the cloister or I just want to go up to the cafe because this is the best part of this cloister is that on the second level, there is a cafe and you can get really good tea. You can get wonderful chocolate chip cookies, American style, plus lots of other things, desserts, and I think even uh, real food, Uh, coffee, of course. Um, But it's so, so lovely. I always say, like, I always bring my best people to this cloister cafe because it's such a hidden gem. If you don't live in Rome, you probably don't know about it. And it is such a delightful place to go and get a cup of tea. You can sit literally along the edge of the upper part of the cloister. You could sit right next to the edge so you can look out down into the lower part of the cloister on these little tiny medieval seats that are, I mean, they're so small that they finally put regular seats up there because most people couldn't fit on this seat for how tiny it is. But it's such a great place to go really any time of year, uh, as long as it's warm enough to sit outside. It's such a beautiful place, whether it's a warm day or a cool day. Either way, it's pretty temperate there. And I would go there equally with a friend, with a romantic partner, or just even alone to read a book or write in my journal. It's got to be my favorite. And it is designed by Donato Bramante, the great Renaissance architect. And this was his first project he ever completed in Rome in 1500. I hope that this has given you a few ideas of some cloisters to visit while you are in Rome, uh, particularly places to get a little bit of respite from a busy, hectic, and maybe even hot day in the city. This has been your midweek bittersweet moment. Join us again. Bye. Katie popping in real quick to let you know that if you really would like a list of these cloisters and the other locations that Tiffany has mentioned in her Free Art of Rome series, you need to sign up for our newsletter. Once a month, we send you things like this, all of the locations that were named in this episode. This month for March, you'll find the complete list of locations Tiffany mentioned in her Mosaic episode. So sign up right away. You can sign up by going to our website, thebittersweetlife.net. Very soon after you arrive there, a pop-up will appear inviting you to enter your email address. Enter it there, and you'll be on the list. And don't worry, we don't use these emails for anything else. Also, this show is supported by its listeners. Today, I want to thank Jay, John, Sarah, Claire, and David. Thank you so much for your support of the show through Patreon or PayPal. You can make a one-time or monthly donation. We totally rely on those donations to keep this show going. You'll see ways to donate at thebittersweetlife.net. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.